Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Brew of a Kind. I'm Katie. And I'm Jordan. And this week, we are changing it up a little with some malicious compliance. We've done petty revenge, but now it's time for malicious compliance. (laughs) We were inspired by a story last week to explore this. Yeah, the the turkey story. Janet and the turkey. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we thought we would explore that theme a little bit more. Uh, But before we get into it, our brew of the day. I'm just having some coffee today. I've got me, so I've had the last five days off work and it's been glorious, but I'm coping with the fact that I have to go back to work tomorrow. (laughs) So I'm drinking. Um, I've got me a Simply Spiked Lemonade again tonight. These are pretty decent. I like these. Um, They've been like my go-to like easy drink, you know. They are really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, very similar to like the Mike's Hard Lemonade, but a little bit sweeter than the Mike's Hard Lemonades, I think. Um, I'm not big on like beers and stuff, so it's a nice, easy, like canned alcohol, you know. Exactly, right. But just getting taking that little edge off of the uh what's to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I honestly I'm in my down season for work right now. So work isn't hard. It's just like dealing with the real world. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sage, sorry, all my dog just decided to randomly bark out of nowhere. I'm gonna be honest. I thought you made that noise. No, that was her. I was like, it took me a second. I was like, what was that? And I looked down, and she's like looking around. I really, I thought, okay. I don't, I don't make a habit of like randomly barking or anything, you know. But um, you know, it's not out of the question, I guess. We wanted to bring something back this week that we did last week, though. We thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, so we're going to do a couple more Mad Libs for y'all just I'm, to get a warm up in. I'm so excited. I love Mad Libs. I love these. Now, maybe next time I'll look for some that kind of go with our theme or something. Oh, yes. I'm just going to do them out of our book this week. But um, Okay, so before we get into our stories, let's get into um, some of these Mad Libs. Let's have yes. some fun. Okay, I'll do you first. Unless, well, please, thank you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, a verb ending in ing. Thrusting. Coming out strong. <laughs> Another verb. Um, joust. <laughs> a noun. A lance. A what? A lance. A lance. <laughs> now I've got like medieval on the brain. <laughs> um, a part of the body, plural. Um, feet. Not boobs. <laughs> Not boobs today. <laughs> Noun. Um, oven mitt. <laughs> I'm so random. I'm so sorry. Adjective. Mmm, silky. Another adjective. Soft. Plural noun. Candles. A noun. Whisk. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know if I spelled that right. (laughs) A verb ending in ing. Sexting. Interesting. Yeah. A noun flower a plural noun a plural noun Mm. sporks sporks a silly word 
a silly word a silly word that's what it says flubble <laughs> flubble i'm just gonna <laughs> pretend i know how to spell that <laughs> i imagine it would be f l o o b l e that's exactly yes. how i spelled it <laughs> an adverb mm, like shakily adjective hairy a noun um car a verb um pounce and a noun knife i don't know if anything's gonna beat bend it like danny right. Dito, but let's go <laughs> i'm so excited all right is being in an after school thrusting band <laughs> a jazz ensemble or a rock and joust band your thing <laughs> a joust band. <laughs> it's a new concept Time to find out which Lance is right for you. Yes. There we go. If you have fast feet, then a stringed instrument like a cello bass oven mitt. <laughs> <laughs> for your feet. <laughs> <laughs> or a violin would be silky. Do you have a soft sense of rhythm? <laughs> and don't mind loud candles? <laughs> Then a tuba, trumpet, or whisk might be worth sexting. I'm just like imagining a whisk with a feather. <laughs> right? Do you have a good breath flower? What? <laughs> Look at one of the woodwind sporks, such as a clarinet, fluble, or flute. <laughs> fluble. <laughs> fluble. I just think of flugelhorn from, uh, what is it, the Grinch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you shakily known to have a hairy memory and amazing <laughs> rhythm? Oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> then give the percussion instruments like drums, xylophone, or car <laughs> a try. <laughs> if you're hitting things with your car to make music, we have a problem. Yeah, that's, that's not how that works. <laughs> And of course, what you need to pounce every instrument is dedication and knife. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Very random. That was a fun one. I think it's your turn now. Tis my turn. Are you ready for it? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. I need an adjective. Mm, sexy. A number? 632. A noun. Mm. Plant. Another noun. Whip. A verb in the past tense. Spanked. I'm just going to do like as many dirty words as I can. I love that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Right. Another verb. Mm. Lick. Girl. <laughs> A celebrity. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> Can't do Danny DeVito again. No. As good as that was. Um, let's go with Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. There we go. Okay. <laughs> A verb ending in ing. 
clapping. Clapping them cheeks. <laughs> a person in the room. Derek. <laughs> You're officially a part of our story now, sir. All right. A verb ending in ing. Chugging. Chugging. <laughs> An article of clothing, pearl. Not pearl. <laughs> <laughs> That's specific. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> it just did not come out already. <laughs> Socks. Good one. An occupation. Therapist. <laughs> An adjective. Chubby. <laughs> okay. A plural noun. Not a pearl. <laughs> not, a, not a pearl. <laughs> Um, plugs. <laughs> I'm so excited to read this. <laughs> A first name. Um, Jack. I was thinking Jack. Wow. My <laughs> we are really in tune today. This bitch showed up to my house wearing the same goddamn outfit I'm wearing today. The exact same one. Ex- like to a T. And then we had to go out. <laughs> Looking like the lesbian couple we might as well be. <laughs> right? Okay, we need a color. Purple. That's Derek's favorite. Mm-hmm. A <laughs> verb ending in ing. Ing. Do you know how to spell that? Um, Jumping. I think about jumping. Off a very tall somethings. Just to see you come running, running, and say the one thing I've I'm been wanting, wanting to know. <laughs> All right, and a noun. Uh, can, can. <laughs> okay, this Mad Lib is titled "To Be or Not to Be." I can't believe the sexy audition for the school play is tomorrow. <laughs> for the past, yes. for the past six hundred and thirty-two years. <laughs> I've always been cast as a plant <laughs> in the ensemble. <laughs> We're off to a solid start. Like, okay, Edward. <laughs> but this year, I'm determined to get a leading whip. <laughs> I spanked my audition lines a million times. <laughs> and, and I could lick them in my sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm ready to blow away Whoopi Goldberg, our drama teacher, (laughs) with my clapping talent. Derek always gets the lead role, but I know that because I've practiced my singing and chugging will knock everyone's socks off. (laughs) That works really well. (laughs) Rumor has it that we'll be doing The Therapist of Oz. You know, after this, we might need some therapy, so. I would watch this movie. (laughs) The Therapist of Oz. Rumor has it that we'll be doing The Therapist of Oz, The Chubby Mermaid. (laughs) I love that. Or Little Shop of Plugs. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Little Shop. Little Shop of Plugs. (laughs) But I'm kind of hoping we do Jack. Mm, I bet you are. (laughs) I've always wanted to dye my hair purple, and I know 
I had to get a jumping ovation for singing the the can will come out tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You know, Edward, my dear. (laughs) 632 years of... 632 years as a plant. I think it's your time to shine. (laughs) As a plant. (laughs) They cast me as a tree. (laughs) That sounds about like high school for me. Okay, but I have the, okay. <laughs> oh, no. So, I really love this book series called uh, "A Touch of Darkness." Mm-hmm. Okay, and I won't go into detail because I think you should read it. It's a good little smutty book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Hades and Persephone like retelling, mm-hmm. but in it, there's part of it where one of Hades' ex lovers he turns her to into a tree, <laughs> and then Persephone's mom makes her like a She's a nymph, I believe, into a nymph again. And she comes back after, like, a millennia. <laughs> Damn. And, like, rouse things up. So that's what I'm thinking of now. <laughs> From a tree to a main character. We love that energy. <laughs> you need to read the books. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's an interesting one. Write that one down for me. Oh. I will, because you can get the first one for free on Kindle. Oh, so and then there i know that they're on the libby app because i've read them there like the rest of the series gotcha okay well, anyways <laughs> well that was fun though i mean i love a good mad lib we do love a good mad lib and i think maybe i'll pull some off of the internet next time we we might make this a regular part of our show yeah like any chance to be like a little extra silly right I yeah. live for that this is a lot of fun but um I love when it asks me for a celebrity. Whoopi Goldberg was not as funny as Danny DeVito, though. Danny DeVito. I don't know that you just, can beat that. That was just. <laughs> that was just a pivotal moment of this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be merch. It has to be. I need to design it. Like, I really need to draw, like, what I imagine is, like, you know, in Legally Blonde when they do the bend and snap. <laughs> That's what I imagine with Danny DeVito. <laughs> bend it like Danny DeVito. But he's got, like, his little denim mini skirt and his little denim vest on. <laughs> Instead of Jennifer Coolidge, it's Danny DeVito. Yes. <laughs> like, if you saw Danny DeVito in the hair salon bending it and snapping it, you'd be like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, I could see any one of the characters that he plays. I'm picturing him on, like, always sunny that's exactly what i picture too (laughs) oh man good times i don't know that we'll ever top that but way to come out strong yes (laughs) i mean for real for real but you know maybe we should get into some stories this week yes i'm really excited for this topic i think it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah this is gonna be a good week um so let's do it let's go so our first story comes from the r slash a-i-t-a-h subreddit and it's titled am i the asshole for malicious breastfeeding compliance oh this one's only a month old too yeah pretty fresh um posted by user ecstatic bullfrog 291 <laughs> we love a frog girly right like- <laughs> especially ecstatic about yes it. <laughs> Okay, so this one, the first sentence is written a little weird, so I'm going to kind of rephrase it how I think it was supposed to be written. It says, me, 33 female, and my husband, 33 male, have almost two-year-old twins and a three-week-old newborn. 
To say my husband hasn't been the rock I was hoping is an understatement. Oh my god, I already hate this man. Yeah, I'm already leaning toward you're not the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> While in the hospital, I had an extended stay post C-section due to infection. Oh man, uh, I understand this pain. Oh my god. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I had a C-section with Little Fox, yeah. and it started to get infected but they caught it early so it was easily treated but yeah yeah so while in the hospital i had an extended stay post c-section due to infection my husband visited me and our newborn for about 30 to 60 minutes out of the entire day despite our toddlers being in daycare nine to ten hours wow that's a long time in daycare those poor kids Like, I I completely understand that parents have to work and stuff like that. But if he wasn't working and he was just like, right, like, what were you doing? That's a lot. Mm -hmm. When I did get home, he didn't pick my blood pressure and pain meds up until four days later, despite a reminder from me every day. He's changed maybe about 10 diapers for a newborn in the past three weeks. I asked him to, that's not even a diaper a day, dude. Not even close. I do not like this man. Right. That's maybe one diaper every other day. Like, after I had my C-section, I know that it was hard to get up out of, to get up. And Derek, he did so much of the changing and getting stuff for me and stuff like that because I physically could not do it. Right. Oh, this man is not. mm -mm. We're we're barely. Yeah, we barely ended the story. I'm already angry. (laughs) I asked him to hold our newborn for just 10 to 15 minutes so that I could just eat. And his reply was, I didn't ask to hold her with an attitude because he had to take a break from playing Call of Duty. I asked him when the match was over, not during. He never gives me breaks with our newborn, despite us both being on parental leave. Instead, he finds anything he can do to avoid spending time with us under the guise of helping around the house. Meanwhile, his mother has been staying with us for over a month to help with the twins in the AM and after daycare. So the two of them are doing the job I was doing for the twins on my own for basically a year between baths, laundry, feeding, etc. Oh my god. This is I'm so mad. Gross behavior. This morning, the twins were up, but my husband and newborn were not. So I got up with the twins to spend some time with them and get them ready for the day. I was finishing feeding one twin when my husband came down with our newborn. I started feeding our other twin when he mentions our newborn is hungry. I said, okay, but I would need to change my clothes and sanitize before grabbing our newborn because the twins have colds. Since that would probably mean our twin wouldn't take any more food after the delay, I I just kept feeding them. All he had to do was hold our newborn for 10 to 15 minutes while I finished feeding our toddler. He could have prepped other things for the twins in the meantime. He could have went and found his clothes for the day, etc. He instead tries to put her down in her bassinet and she starts crying. I asked him to pick our newborn back up and continue to get our toddler squared away with her bottle. Literally just need three minutes at this point. It was 20 minutes between when he got downstairs to when I grabbed our newborn from him. I have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Our twin B then throws up her bottle as soon as I'm about to leave the room. Mother-in-law is getting our other twin dressed. Instead of grabbing the twin who threw up to remove the mat, they threw up on. 
husband goes on a side mission and proceeds to try to spot clean the pillow that barely got any on it that can go in the washer and leaves our toddler standing or sitting in their throw up. He then yells at me to go away when I ask him to just hand me the throw up items so I can put them in the wash since little one is cluster feeding so I'd be tied down for a while anyway. He then proceeds to keep yelling at me via text about how she was hungry and he can't feed her. She wasn't crying while being held only when he put her down, which he tried to do every time he holds her. Every day I pause breastfeeding to prep everything for our twins to leave and return from daycare, baths, etc. I'm thinking about stopping that and just using the excuse of I'm feeding little one since he thought I was so horrible for making her wait 20 minutes or more so I made him hold her for 20 minutes. Obviously, if the twins absolutely need something in the moment, I will be there for them. But would I be the asshole if I maliciously comply with feeding little one on demand, even in the middle of doing something? Whatever you do is right. (laughs) I agree. I mean, I guess if you're getting into parenting, I think it's important that your older kids do see that you will stop things for your younger one for them sometimes. But... Honestly, the the husband needs to step up here. Absolutely. Like, what the hell is his problem? Was he like this with the twins? Well, I, the, I would not have had another child with this man if he was like this. You know, some people, unfortunately, make that mistake, though. They don't think about it being as big of a deal um, until, like, they're just, like, absolutely overwhelmed, which twins are overwhelming anyway but i mean she was she did say that she was doing all of the things by herself with the twins so so he was probably already a piece of crap and here we are there is nothing that will light a fire under me faster than a man a father making excuses for not being a father because he wants to play video games Like, video games are fine for grown men to play, but they are not a priority. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, my God. That stuff pisses me off. Like, never, ever, ever is your video game more important than anything else that's going on. Anything. No. Especially where your kids are concerned. Like, I understand the importance of being able to have a break, to regulate, all of that. That's fine. And I think that's needed even. I, I understand it can help you get some stress relief, whatever. But like at the end of the day, your family is here first and it's just a game. Right. It's not life or death, you know? Right. And I don't care if you're in the middle of a mission. Put it's, it down. It's Call of Duty. Like, shut up. It's not important. There's nothing important about it. It's okay to have some new time, but it comes after you've taken care of your responsibilities. Period. There's no argument to be made there at all. Because you have to wonder, what does the uh, OP get as a break? Because I bet it's none. It sounds like it's absolutely nothing. I mean, from what we've read here, with the information we have, this woman does not get a break. I hope she divorces him. OP, divorce him. I mean, she's already doing it all alone, aside from like what her mother-in-law is helping with with the twins. Because he ain't doing shit. He no. brought the baby downstairs and couldn't even hold her for 20 minutes. Mm-mm. Nope. So, I know a couple. They have 
two or three kids now. I don't know. But when they had their first child, the husband, he absolutely would not do anything like changing diapers. And he would literally leave his child sit in a dirty poopy diaper until his wife got home from whatever she was doing or if she was at work to change it. That's just embarrassing on your part, dude. Like, you were an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. We don't hang out with them anymore, by I the way. I would <laughs> hope not, because that's just, that's gross behavior. <laughs> like, one, like, I don't care what environment you were raised in, do better. Yeah, absolutely. You it, don't want to be, like, a, a piece of shit, honestly, for your kids and uh, think that's how it's supposed to be. You don't want that for them. Right. I'm not saying that people can't have rough childhoods and have to learn new things as an adult, but like your childhood experiences and the way you were raised are not excuses to be shitty because you have plenty of chances as an adult to learn and be better. And, you know, maybe you don't have the best role models, but there's plenty of resources out here to help you learn those things. Mm -hmm. If your partner's asking you for help, you do it period especially when you have kids yeah like that's not a part-time job you're a full-time dad full-time all the time (laughs) i'll i'll just never ever understand these men who think that their only role is like providing the sperm right providing the sperm and then providing the food on the table Mm -hmm. some of them don't even do that but it's like the home is just as much of a job as whatever you do for work I mean, I, there, there's single moms or stay-at-home moms, really, um, not even just st- single moms, but stay-at-home moms have, like, more than a full-time job. They never get to leave. No, they don't, they don't get to clock out. No, and that's why it's important to be a partner and realize, hey, yeah, I did work today, but I have to come home and give my partner a break from their job. Right. You yeah. know, like, and it, it is, things are stressful at home. Don't I, I understand that. Like, it, it is a lot to take care of children, take care of a home, but you just have to do it. Like, you don't have a choice. If you're having kids, you have to do it. Right. You chose to bring those lives into the world. You are responsible for taking care of them for the next 18 years. Yep. Like, and it gets easier as you go, I'm sure, because they become more independent, but you know, you got three. It sounds like they have three under three because the twins are two. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's a lot of diapers. It's a lot of like kids that can't do for themselves. I mean, even her two-year-old, two-year-old twins are still breastfeeding. So she's breastfeeding three children. Um, I don't think she said that she was breastfeeding them. I think she was just feeding them. Oh, uh, well, I, I guess I thought because she said she had to sanitize because the twins were sick. Oh, so I thought that she said, well, she said, change my clothes and sanitize. Either way, it's still a lot. Breastfeeding two year olds. There's a lot of teeth in that mouth. I mean, (laughs) I know, I know women do it though. I I know that like my mom breastfed me until I was two or three, but, um, oh really? mm -hmm, I wish mine would have (laughs) worked. No, I mean, there, and there's no judgment in that. I'm just thinking, like, as an experience, like, whew, a lot of teeth. <laughs> I mean, I just try not to judge people on their choices, but I do get a little bit, like, maybe weirded out when people are, like, hitting that four or five range with it. Yeah, I feel like at some point, you know, 
maybe the benefits aren't necessarily there anymore. I don't know enough really to be able to say that, I guess, but I feel like the benefits are more there in like the first year or two of life. And then after that, it's probably not as effective. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. I have no idea. I, I, I can't speak on it because I don't know. I mean, I breast milk has the nutrients in it. It makes it yeah. for your child. So yeah. it still could offer some good stuff there. But by that age, they also need to be getting most of their nutrients from their, their foods, diet. Right. And yeah. Whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I think I can firmly say that if I had a child, I would probably not breastfeed that long. Mm -hmm. But to each their own, because everybody has the right to make decisions for their own children. I mean, it's a lot. You do what you're comfortable with and what yeah. you feel good about. Yeah, and it's a lot to breastfeed. But that's giving up your body for a long time. Truly. It's not yours, you know? Yeah. I was very upset when it didn't work for us but i think it worked out better because i got my body to myself i my husband was involved in feedings like yeah you know we started the whole you know i'll get up with her during the week you get up with her on the weekends and it's like stuck so i still get like to sleep in and get breaks and time for myself and whatnot which everybody needs yeah yeah it's good for a schedule and and i do think it's important that even if you're breastfeeding i mean that's a good bonding for mom and baby but having the opportunity to bottle feed from dad and you can bottle feed when you breastfeed too but um i think it's a good thing for dad and baby to have that time together too and dad can also be supportive of the breastfeeding journey and like you know get the pump or get the baby get the stuff you know help yeah. clean up help clean the pump you, there's a bunch you could do there right you can be so involved with that and help your wife or spouse out and yeah you don't have to just like here's the baby right right good luck you know yeah yeah well i think the moral of this particular story is op you're not the asshole <laughs> no and if you want to be maliciously complying with what he said go for it right and so to get into some comments here i agree with the first one but at the same time like out of respect for op like i don't want to be rude about it but like the first comment says i don't understand why people reproduce with these types of men you didn't know after your first kids that you should probably not have another child with him or was he amazing with the first kids and all of a sudden a shit partner or parent? Like, people are really going for the throat with that one. Um, OP does respond. She said, He was much more involved with our twins at first. And as I mentioned elsewhere, I was on birth control because it was too late to terminate when we found out I was pregnant again. And honestly, despite him acting like a donkey, I love little ones so much. I'm glad I had to go through through with the pregnancy because she's absolutely amazing and a hundred percent worth the medically complicated pregnancy and traumatic birth. I mean, yeah, I would hope you feel that way. <laughs> I mean, it's great that you love your children and everything, but like, it still doesn't excuse your partner's behavior. Yeah. I think I, I know things happen. I know they do. I think I'm very fortunate that I have the partner I have, mm -hmm. but like, it's really important to, Maybe when you're intimate with people to pick somebody that you're okay with them being 
Yeah, yeah. A potential father. (laughs) Right, because in this day and age, you know, with uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned and it being left up to the states, Ohio is fortunate enough that we just passed our abortion laws to to be able to lift the abortion ban but there are other states that that's not the case and it sounds like wherever op lives those bans and um, restrictions on abortion exist i mean i live in kentucky and i think right now kentucky has it the six weeks and like that's barely you're barely pregnant yeah you you, (laughs) you're lucky to even know at six weeks that you're pregnant i mean I have a lot of friends that found out beyond six weeks. Yeah. I, for, I I found out at four, right when it happened, I guess. <laughs> but, like, not everyone's like that. And it's really easy to go because it counts from your last missed peri- or from your last period. Right. So, like, of course you wouldn't know you were pregnant. You had a period. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, like, that's such a – I mean, that that is – essentially an abortion ban completely because because you're two weeks pregnant right unless you're like taking tests every week there's just no way for you to know um practically anyway i mean i don't know and and yeah i could talk about this topic forever i know (laughs) i know we'll go down a rabbit hole but it just speaks to the importance of like really thinking about these these laws that are being put into place um or whatever state you live in I mean, I think about I'm, – I'm very grateful that things passed here in Ohio because if something, you know, bad happened, I would like to know that there's an option that's close because yeah. I can't go in Kentucky. Right, <laughs> right. And, well, and there's some people that, you know, depending on what their insurance covers, if you have state insurance, you might not be able to use it in another state, mm-hmm. and that could be very restrictive and pricey. But, I mean, at least you live close enough to a place that it is now – available if ever it were needed and we're not just talking like unwanted pregnancies i mean this this could be life-saving too yeah because you know people with uteruses they get abortions for multitudes of reasons not just because oh i don't want to have a baby right i mean it's it's could be as simple as unfortunately you lost the pregnancy or it's not viable and it's a matter of your safety to have you know the unviable fetus removed so that you don't end up going into septic shock or you know something dangerous that could threaten your life for absolutely no reason at all because it's not like you can carry that pregnancy to term so like you need to be able to get the care that you need without going into detail or giving out too much information i have a friend who unfortunately suffered some miscarriages and Mm -hmm. She lives in a state where they have those abortion bans and stuff. And for one of her miscarriages, she had to go and ha- actually deliver this baby that she it's miscarried so instead traumatic. of doing a DNC. And then for another one, she had to um, just keep it in her body until she could afford to pay for them to do any kind of medical procedure so dangerous she could have gotten so sick and i i am so thankful that you know everyone was able to come together and get money for her because i was truly so worried about her you know dying yeah yeah and and i know she listens to this and i really hope she doesn't mind i'm not trying to say any names or anything like that but i'm so grateful that she's here i could cry (laughs) like that was really scary and i i hate that there are women who face that 
every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's terrifying to think that anybody would not have access to what they need to save their own life or, you know, especially if they have other kids. Like, yeah. imagine like having that and then your children lose you because you don't have access to care that you need. Because the government because says the government you can't said, get that care. Right. Your baby, your not baby is more important than and your living children. This also leads you. into like healthcare here too. Oh God. Well, we're going to end up down yeah. a rabbit hole of epic proportions. <laughs> we, need to, we need to wheel this in. <laughs> but I think it's pretty easy to see where we stand on these issues. Um, if you don't agree with us, you should probably go educate yourself. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. <laughs> there is such a thing as we are right and you are wrong and we are right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not afraid to, to take that stand. I will argue it all day. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but without getting too far down that rabbit hole, it's probably time for us to move on to the next story. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> 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 All right, on to the next. All right, our next story comes from the r slash am I the asshole subreddit, and it's titled, Am I the asshole for using malicious compliance on my boss? <laughs> okay, nope. please hear me out. I've posted before about my job, the promotion, etc. Most of Reddit agreed that I wasn't the asshole then, but I'm not so sure about now. I'm a bit lost, so I come to all of you for help and guidance. Shows what kind of support system I have, huh? Okay, on to the story. <laughs> so, I accepted the promotion that I questioned so long ago. About a month later, I went to the doctor and was explaining how I was always so tired, etc. He went back and checked my iron, red blood count, white blood, red blood cells. What in the world am I saying? He checked my iron, red blood cell count? Sure. White blood cell count? For the past couple of years and decided to send me to a hematologist, oncologist, etc. I went and had extensive, extensive blood work done. Come to find out, I have a CML and I'm a level 3 anemic. This is relevant, I promise. What's a CML? I'm not sure. If anybody knows, please tell me. Us. Google. Chronic melogenosis leukemia? It's leukemia. That's awful. Oh my god, this poor person. I swear, the boss isn't going to be understanding. Our... Mm. Okay. I was scheduled for blood transfusion slash IV iron infusions and would have to go back and have my levels tested afterwards. On March 28th, I went for a transfusion and went to work the next day and told my boss that I'd have to leave at 4 one day to go get my levels rechecked. He lost his mind. He was yelling and telling me that he needed me there until 5 p.m. every day. He got out of the hand. He got out the handbook and was pointing to it, stating that I signed it, that, that I would be at work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day except holidays and approved PTO. I calmly, at this point, reminded him that I come in at 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. every morning and I'm there until around 7 p.m. every night and when I go home and work and work all weekend as well, I'm on salary. It's the only way I can keep up with the work and not fall behind and I'm still always behind on something. He insisted that it didn't matter because you signed the handbook for 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. He repeated this no matter how many times I'd point out the hours I worked. So I put my hands in my lap, looked him straight in the eye, and said, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, correct? He said, yes, you signed. 
I said, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You're sure? He said, yes, you work 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. I nodded and said, okay. I would have done the same damn thing. (laughs) Here's where things went off the rail. Since that talk, I've worked exactly that. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Things are falling behind. Things aren't being done. I don't answer my phone anymore after 5 p.m., nor on the weekends. I don't answer emails. I don't answer Skype messages. Everything waits until my Monday morning. Our headquarters is in China, and I report to the director in China. So that means an entire day to them, things go unanswered. Now they are trying to write me up and put me on a PIP because things aren't getting done. I've tried to explain to them why, but they don't care. Am I the asshole for just following the handbook? Absolutely not. Oh my God, I'm ready to fight your boss. This, you've heard about quiet quitting that everyone talks about now. Like, oh, people only want to work the hours that they're scheduled. Yes. (laughs) It's called work-life balance. I'm not paid to work the hours I'm not scheduled. Exactly. I can't imagine. They work in 7 to 7 every day and on the weekends and after work. No. No. Like, you're not paid enough for that. That's unreasonable for anybody to expect. And I feel like there's got to be some sort of report that could be made to, like, um, what is it? The Department of Labor or something? But I would, honestly, I would probably start looking elsewhere. There's no way I would continue to stay at a job that treated me that way. I had a job once that would call me in the middle of the night on a weekend for something that could have waited until the next day. It would be like a change on a website that needed to be made. And it's like not something that's affecting anything. So it could have waited until the next morning when, you know, everybody was actually working. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to dedicate your whole life to a job. No, absolutely not. I mean, like, I barely make a livable wage with my job now. For them to expect me to be available 24-7, out of the question, It's unreasonable. Like, I have to do extra stuff to pay my bills on top of the job that I already work full-time. You are not getting more hours out of me than the 40 hours that are required of me as a full-time employee. That's it. That's all you're getting. Like, otherwise, you can pay me overtime or you can give me a raise. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because as a salaried employee, they can work you more. Um. It's not like an hourly thing where, like, once you have 40 hours, anything after that, you get paid extra. Derek used to be a salaried employee, and he told me that the expectation was 45 to 50 hours a week with that. That's absurd. And, like, I'm sure his salary wasn't, like, because the thing is, is your salary, you should be able to break it down into an hourly pay, essentially. And so, like, if you're getting paid $45,000 a year and you're working 40 hours a week, um, let's see. Nope. Divided by 52. Divided by 40. That breaks down to about $21.63 per hour. But if... That's not a livable wage anymore. No, it's it's really not, honestly, with the cost of living nowadays. But if you take that and instead 
weekly, you divide that by 50 hours, your pay just went down to $17 an hour. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anybody who works a salary job who doesn't have to work on the weekends, who doesn't bring it home at night, who doesn't have long hours they put into it. Right. I can remember, you know, my husband coming home and he'd spend four hours a night still working and doing stuff sometimes. And it was like, for like, it's just crazy, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, when my phone rings from, you know, a board member or a volunteer or anybody from work, I typically pick it up no matter what time of day, what day of the week. And so, like, that's outside of my realm of responsibility, technically. But I've also been told by my boss, like, oh, make a habit of checking your email on the weekends and responding to emails in a timely manner. And it's like, really, I don't think it should be a requirement of me to check my emails and be available on the weekends to answer questions. It should be something that I should be able to get back to on Monday. Right. Your whole life should not be your job. No. I mean, I went on vacation once and still did a meeting virtually. Like, that's and, just... and I was using my vacation time. So it's like the expectations set by employers. I mean, that's not necessarily out of the ordinary for a lot of jobs anymore, unfortunately. And it's like, I work in the nonprofit world. I'm not going to give much more information about where I work, but I don't make a ton of money working in nonprofit. And so the more hours I work outside of my typical schedule, which in the job that I do, I work a lot of hours anyway during event season. But anything outside of that is just kind of like, it really shouldn't be expected of people, but yeah. Anyways, I don't think this person's the asshole at all. <laughs> that was a, a rabbit hole to yeah. say. I agree. I don't think the person's the asshole. And it looks like the first comment says, uh, start looking for another job because I can guarantee you they're thinking about replacing you. And I would agree with that statement. Yep. I mean, I would start looking for another job regardless just because, like, you, this isn't healthy. You don't want to work somewhere where they don't appreciate you, where they have that expectation of you, where they can't even understand when you have something medically going on once in a while. Like, be a good person. Right. Uh, it's like... You can't even take care of your medical needs. No employer, and I've had that happen before, no employer should be able to keep you from getting what you need medically necessary. And I mean, I literally had an employer once where I had bronchitis and I was struggling to breathe and like I almost passed out at work. And I had made a doctor's appointment. Well, I, this was when I was in college, I was sitting in class. And I had to leave class because I couldn't breathe. So I went out and I made a doctor's appointment for that afternoon. And I called my employer to call off work. And they literally told me, I'm sorry, you can't take off. We need you. And I had to cancel my doctor's appointment. <laughs> Was this when you were at the daycare? Yeah. And I showed up to work and I almost like passed out. Yeah. At the daycare with children, you know. Isn't that insane? I have also worked at a daycare, and let me tell you, I have never been sicker in my life than uh -huh. when I worked at a daycare. Yeah, I mean, I I have a great immune system, especially because I was in daycare as a kid and um, from, you know, working in childcare. But 
Um, I have really, really bad allergies and I used to get really, really bad sinus infections. And sometimes when I would let them go for too long because I could never go to the doctor because I worked too much. I mean, I was working 60 hours a week at the daycare. Um, I ended up with bronchitis a few times. And so it would get so bad that they'd have to put me on like antibiotics and give me an inhaler and all of these different things. Um, and so I got to work that afternoon and I was coughing so hard. I stopped breathing and I almost passed out. That's terrifying. Like, I like fell over in the chair. Oh my God. I remember this. Yeah. I remember it now. It's yeah, like it all coming so back. Bad. Yeah, we were super understaffed and I was like working split shifts around my classes. I was a full-time student. I was working full-time job. I mean, it was a lot. You have always been so busy. <laughs> my life never stops. Never. Like <laughs> at any truly, given time in my life, I've had like two jobs. Like you got a driver's license or before that, because you were working before you had your driver's license. Yeah, I mean, I worked to pay for a portion for of my first car. Yeah. I was mowing lawns and I worked at the farmer's market with my grandma. You just um, haven't stopped since you were a teenager. Like <laughs> No. And you know, there was a point in time where my family made me seem like I was like really lazy. Like, I didn't want to work because I had a hard time finding a job between, like, the ages of 16 and 18. <laughs> but you still went to the daycare then. I did, but I was only working, like, a few hours a week. Um, so you were it really wasn't. I know, I know. It's, it's crazy because I look back and I'm like, I look at how hard I work now and I'm like, really? You guys couldn't give me a break. <laughs> wow. But, oh, well. It but, is what it is. Yeah, there are... I know it's hard, but there are jobs out there that will appreciate you and you don't have to, you know, give your life to a company. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is in your personal life to your family, your friends, your partner, whoever, your children, whatever, you are irreplaceable in any job that you work you are absolutely replaceable. Yeah. And the minute you quit, they will find another you. And so if you were dying, they'd have an ad up the next day for you. Absolutely. Maybe they, not even before that, you know, you, know like, you might have a couple of coworkers mourning you, but at the same time, the world's going to go on. And so to give that much of your life and to put yourself in danger, like this person is, it's just not worth it because you're replaceable. Nope. And so like, there are employers, and unfortunately, it seems like nowadays they're few and far between, but there are employers out there that will appreciate you and they will understand you as a human being that you need work-life balance. Um, my job now is better about work-life balance than jobs that I've had in the past. Um, my boss is very good about like understanding that people take vacations, people have you know family things come up. You know, we, we aren't made to come in when we're sick. I mean, I can take my sick days or I can work from home. I have flexibility and it's nice. I am a little peeved when I'm asked to specifically, you know, check your email on the weekends and whatnot, but I have so much flexibility and honestly, I already do it anyway because it's on my phone. So it doesn't bother me that much as opposed to like employers in the past that have no boundaries and expect you to be willing and able to answer the phone at like midnight absolutely not my boss now would never do that to me i know that for a fact um so 
that all that to say like i do have a good employer but you know uh, clearly this person does not yeah i mean <laughs> they're talking about leukemia here and that's terrifying and that person should be able to focus solely on their health right and a huge part of healing from something especially like cancer you know when you're going through treatments and all this testing and stuff mental health can play a big role in your healing if you are mentally stressed it's putting a strain on your body and it is going to hinder whatever treatments you're going through stress will kill you absolutely yeah. it will i mean it it's that's scientifically proven and so not being able to get the treatments that you need not being able to show up to your appointments and having a boss that's just like burying you with work and it sounds like this person is doing the job of multiple people if they're getting that behind on work it sounds like they need somebody else doing the work too so right it sounds like he's doing like a two three person job yeah aren't we all yeah that's, that's what companies get away with companies nowadays. love that they're like oh somebody left somebody quit or got fired or whatever let's just load the work onto somebody else instead of you know yeah. hiring someone new yeah yeah i mean they, they don't they don't want to pay somebody else's salary they just want to give you the work and you do it yeah i've definitely dealt with that it's like it's just not like if there were two people doing this job before doing enough work for two full-time positions why would you ever think you could get away with not hiring somebody to fill the vacant position exactly <laughs> it just baffles me i've seen it in every job i've ever worked in i think bringing this all together all of this is to say that the op is not the asshole mm -mm. at all no the employer is this boss can like catch some hands you know yeah this boss can eat a dick uh, right. right like just ew gross behavior yeah lots of gross behavior happening today we don't like that no no so op not the asshole um i think the comments agree with us overall was not the asshole so probably not much more we can say about that without going down another rabbit hole <laughs> which we love to do but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're trying to avoid <laughs> right so i think we can move on to the next now all right so let's get into this next story here it is also coming from the r slash am i the asshole subreddit and it's titled am i the asshole for doing exactly what i was told to do Ooh. well let's find out i hope this makes sense but i 25 male work in a bank the bank i work for has a bulk sheet which keeps track of all the money that goes in and out of the main safe. So if we have to take money out of our till to put away, it goes in, uh, it goes on the bulk sheet. And if we need more money in our till, we do the same. It was one of the busiest days we had in a long time. We easily had around 200 K going in and out of the main safe and a mixture of coins and notes. I was trying to tidy up and I get to the shredder and there's a huge lump of paperwork on it this is a big no-no you are supposed to shred as you go so people don't see paperwork they shouldn't so i asked my manager 55 female what is all this paperwork she replies what do you think it is it's shredding i have a look and notice the bulk sheet is on this pile sometimes the sheet gets messy so people like to rewrite it better 
So I ask again, just to double check what's going on with it all. Are you sure it should be shredded? And before I mention the bulk sheet is on there, she starts shouting at me. What part of shredding don't you understand? Are you stupid? I've said it's shredding, so shred it all. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Okay. Right. So of course I did. 20 minutes later, everyone is looking for the bulk sheet. And I simply said, oh, I shredded it. Everyone stares at me like I've got three heads and starts going wild as this means we have to try and work out what was written on it and count the whole safe, etc. It was a complete pain and took ages to sort. When asked why I did it, I explained it was on the shred pile. I got told I was stupid for asking about it and I was told to shred it. So I did. Everyone at work thinks that I should have, shouldn't have done it. I don't think I'm the asshole because I asked twice and was called stupid. So I did what I was told. You're not the asshole. Nope. Your boss is a dick though. The second a boss comes in and starts yelling at you and name calling. Nope. A boss should never, ever, ever, ever use the word stupid to describe any one of their employees ever. I mean, I don't even think that situation warranted. I mean, I don't, I can't think of many situations to begin with. That would warrant screaming and yelling at somebody. Right. And then to go further with it in name call? Yeah. Absolutely not. Nope. I would have done the same damn thing. Like, you knew it was going to cause a problem, but you did exactly what you were told to do. You did your job. That's all you can do. In that same respect, if it was me in the situation, I probably wouldn't have shredded that because it would have meant staying longer and doing more work for me. Yeah. But... I can understand why they did it. And I don't think they're the asshole for it. Yeah. And so, okay. So I want to read this top comment here because it kind of seems like they're going along with what you just said, which I agree. Not the asshole, but with a caveat. After the manager yelled at you, you should have held your ground and told the manager about the bulk sheet being on the pile. The manager is the one in the wrong for losing their shit and calling you stupid, but you knew there was a sensitive document on the pile and you had no way of knowing if it should really be shredded, except by asking directly. The old measure twice, cut once advice, it's a little obvious that you went ahead and shredded it despite them for berating you, which is an immature move. Okay, well, I wouldn't say it's immature because you're an adult and someone's calling you stupid for asking a question about your job, and that's yeah. completely uncalled for. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's... I don't know that there are very many wrong ways to go about handling a situation when your boss calls you stupid, um, I think any, not any, but a lot of different reactions here, I would have found acceptable. Right. I agree. Um, I mean, you handled it very calmly, maybe very uh, passive aggressively with the malicious compliance. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it is a choice that affected people beyond the boss. And I think that's the only place where like, you could tiptoe into asshole territory, but I still don't think you're the asshole. I agree. Like, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, like, yeah, it, it sucks for them, but, like, you know what? I honestly, it would not be the end of the world to me if I had to stay late to, because someone did something petty because someone called them stupid either. 
Yeah, I think I would have definitely understood where OP was coming from. I probably would have been a little annoyed because I'm I'm the kind of person that when I'm ready to go home, I'm ready to go home. I don't want to stay later to fix somebody else's bullshit. But at the same time, like, I can't say that if I were an OP situation in OP's shoes, that I wouldn't have done the same goddamn thing that he did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have been like, okay let's go <laughs> i just want to say if you are someone who manages people and you are out here yelling and shouting at them you should not be a manager no absolutely not i full-heartedly believe that if you are a manager you are in a leadership position you need to demonstrate how to work at this position and be a good leader right right um celeste taught me this um it's a little phrase that's tone at the top. Yes. The, the, yes. The top tier of people set the tone for the rest of us. And so like, what kind of tone are you setting for your employees when you're just out here calling them names, calling them stupid? Like clearly it didn't have the result that you would have wanted as a manager. So like, what did you really accomplish by doing that other than breaking down the morale of your employee? Right. I feel like we see this all the time. People get into these roles and they're really not cut out for it. No, they don't. They don't have the experience. They don't have the people skills because first and foremost, above anything, and as, as a manager, you need people skills. Managing a team of people, you need to know how to treat people with basic respect, first of all. Yes. Like having a higher paycheck does not excuse you from respecting your employees if anything it holds you to a higher standard of it i agree i think that you need to be able to do all their jobs mm -hmm. so you can teach them how to do it so they can rely on you to guide them mm -hmm. and i think you need to be out there doing it sometimes i understand that as a manager you have your other other things you have to work on and do mm -hmm. but like you know in a situation like a bank here where they get busy and stuff like that as a manager you need to get out there and work and help them Absolutely. and maybe you should have been the one over there shredding everything while everyone was doing stuff that would have been great and then maybe that wouldn't have got shredded and you didn't have to scream at somebody right i don't know well and it sounds kind of like the manager is the one who put the shred on top of the shredder instead of shredding it to begin with so it's like what kind of example is that setting if your policy is that you shred immediately and your lower level employees understand this and know this and do this practice but you are above doing this practice and those could be confidential information i mean anything terrible could happen and cause a huge problem with that not being done properly and it's like that's not a hard task it's a task that likely this manager saw it as beneath their pay grade exactly and refused to do it and pushed it off on somebody else and then a mistake was made and now op is responsible for that mistake right and i don't know how many times i have gone into a bank and for whatever reason banks just get ungodly busy right and like it's easy for things to get put to the side it's easy for those things to happen and that's when you as a manager need to step up step into those roles as like i guess at the bank as a teller or whatever right and do the work right 
I mean, there, like you said before, there's not a single job that a manager manager shouldn't be able to do. Uh, cross training, I fully believe in cross training, and it's so important because people quit their jobs every single day. If one person is the only person who knows how to do one job, what happens if that person is hit by a bus or quits or uh, who knows falls into a coma who knows like like you have to have people who know how to do the job or you as a manager need to know how to do the job so that you can teach new people how to do it cross training cross training cross training so so important and that doesn't mean that you put all of the work on one person and don't pay them more it just means everybody knows how to do something in the event that everybody should need to know that information. And while I have been, you know, out of work for, you know, several years now, I feel that I have always thrived better under a manager that will do the same job that I'm doing, who will step into roles as needed, who will, they're not afraid to do the dirty work. Nothing is beneath them. They can teach you how to do everything. They are there with you doing it. They are a part of the team with you. They're not just like, you know, you do this. They're not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're a team player. They're not handing off the work. What's the oh, word? They're delegating. Delegating. That's the word. Yeah. They're not delegating everything so they don't have to do it. Yeah. And unfortunately, I've had bosses before who they'll throw their pay grade at you. I mean, I've, I've had people literally say the words to me like, that is not something that the highest paid employee should be doing. Why? And it, it baffles me because it's like, why are you above me? Like in, in the sense of like, am I less human than you? Right. They get a little bit of extra money and all of a sudden they are better than you in every sense. They're a better person. You're beneath them. You should have worked harder. And like, if you have that mindset, you should not be a manager. No. And like, why am I expected to do way more work than you for a way smaller paycheck? Yes. It's just, it baffles me. And it's like, as a leader, your job is to lead by example. So you should be showing people how you want things done and you should be willing to step in and do them. And it's just, I think we could both talk about this topic forever, forever, but, and and I'll leave, I'll leave with this. Um, good people do not stay for bad managers. So if you want good employees, you need to be a good manager. Otherwise those good employees, they'll eventually know their worth and they'll go find somebody who sees it. You know, saying that, it reminds me of a saying I heard that um, people don't quit jobs. They quit bad managers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I can't say that every job I've quit has been because of a bad manager. But, like, there are definitely jobs that I've quit because of bad managers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think about jobs that I've left. And I think virtually all of them were because of management and people above me to be honest i think anytime that i've quit a job which has not happened very often because i'm very much like the have a backup plan but any job that i've ever quit without a backup plan was because of bad management um typically i'm the one to stick it out for until i have a plan in place but i can think of one time in particular where i just couldn't take it anymore and i left so like that says a lot like Mm -hmm. You know, I would rather 
be floundering for where my next paycheck and meal is going to come from than work for you one more day. (laughs) But I think with that, we have agreed this person's not the asshole. Not at all. And are we thinking you're ready for the next story? Yeah, I think we can move on pretty quickly from this one. There's not a whole lot left to say. (laughs) I feel like we're talking in circles on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So on to the next and the last. All right. We are on our last story for the pod today. And it is, again, from the r slash am I the asshole subreddit. And it's titled, am I the asshole for my malicious compliance with my controlling boyfriend? Nope. I already already know you're right. Right. (laughs) So, last night, my boyfriend and I had plans to go out on a triple date with a couple of his friends and their significant others. Well, unfortunately, I got stuck at work longer than expected, so I got home roughly about the same time the other couples got to our house to take off. I apologized and rushed to the bedroom to get ready. I put on my makeup and threw on a new dress I just got and rushed back out so we can take off. My boyfriend looks at me and says, you aren't going out in that slutty-ass dress. Go put (gasps) something else on. Oh, I hate this guy already. I wasn't quite sure if he was joking or not, so I gave a little half giggle, hoping he would give me an indication that he was joking. He wasn't. And instead says, I'm serious. You need to go change. Mm -mm. Nope. No, fuck this guy. I wouldn't go anywhere. No. Or I'd go out by myself in my hot ass dress. This Mm. fully shocked me because I have never seen him act so controlling. And my dress was tight-fitting and fairly short, but it wasn't like my ass was hanging out or too short that I couldn't sit down without showing everything. But it was just a cute dress. We have an argument back and forth, and I am so angry and humiliated by how he is treating me in front of his friends that I snap and say, fine, I won't wear this dress. And in front of... (laughs) (laughs) What a bad bitch. (laughs) And in front of his friends, I take it off and throw it at him and tell him to find me something that he deems more appropriate. Oh, I love her. It was at this point that the friends realized that it was time to go and our date night was officially over. And there's an edit that says, and I should add that the dress had built-in cups, so I wasn't wearing a bra. Yes! I am usually not that slutty, but I was so pissed. Oh my god, what a legend! I love her. You're not the asshole. No, (laughs) no, that was like the best response ever. I would not have had the fucking cojones to to pull that one off wow what a legend but you know it inspires me and it's in the back of my mind like i know that derek would derek never, would never do this he to would me never ever <laughs> my, my man loves me and respects me and like everything else he'd be like babe that dress is so hot i don't want to share you but i want to show you off like <laughs> he'd be like i can't wait to see it on the floor right? <laughs> <laughs> but no um I'd like to keep that stuff in my head, though, just in case something ever happened where I could just be like, hey, <laughs> you <Right>. know. <laughs> All right. Here's the the biggest middle finger I could possibly give you. Right. What a legend. Like, that is just, I did not see that coming. No, I thought she was, like, going to put sweatpants on or something. I, know, I, I was know. not. <laughs> I was like, she just stripped it off. She got naked. I love her. <laughs> I love it. Like, be my friend, please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she probably looked just as hot in, in nothing, you know? <laughs> That's amazing. Also, the name of this uh, commenter is amazing. It's the Abominable Penis. <laughs> oh, perfect for the holiday season. <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Right. 
Oh, man. But uh, their comment says, not the asshole. Your boyfriend is controlling you in front of friends, and you are not okay with that. Was your response mature? Probably not. But that doesn't make you an asshole. But that was not okay for him to do, and you made that clear. By the way, OP, this is what we call a red flag. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so a red flag. Yeah, I, I would leave this man immediately. Oh, well, absolutely. Like, he's never been controlling before. It doesn't matter. All it takes is one, to- one time. One time he's done. Uh, you know, there are some comments saying that, like, what she did was asshole-ish. But, like, no. He no, was being I don't controlling. So. You get what you give. You know, fuck around, find out. I hate when people bring in, like, maturity as a factor. Was it mature of him to control what she was wearing? Right. Who cares about the maturity level? Yeah. Like, uh, ugh. I think they have some, like, repressed shit they need to handle with that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, what about... I don't... There's nothing more that I hate than, like, slut-shaming. Especially when it comes to, like, slut-shaming for a woman's clothes. Like, why why are you calling her a slut for wearing this dress? Something I find funny is this man, I'm sure, would love to look at other women dressed like that. Right. He, he loves that. I'm sure he eats that up. I'm sure she probably dressed like that before they were together officially, and he ate it up. You know what it is? She's out of his league, and he knows it, and he doesn't want another man to swoop in on his woman. Exactly. He's mm. insecure. That's an insecurity. That toxic masculinity mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because, like, why else would you shame a woman for the clothes that she's wearing? I I used to get shamed for the clothes that I was wearing because I was too frumpy. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I just don't, like, wear whatever you want. I don't care. Right. Like, like why, <laughs> why are we shaming? And you see my wardrobe now, like. I love to wear cute clothes. I love to show off like my chest because you know if you got it, you flaunt it. Um, if you got it, yeah, <laughs> every time. <laughs> but um, new dude went on a date with him, and uh, I was wearing a dress where like I had some great cleave going on, you know, and um, I had worn that dress to work that day. It's, it's something I wear to work pretty often. I mean, it's not anything I'd find inappropriate. But uh, I sat down at the table and he looked at me and he goes, you wore that to work? And I was like, yeah. He was like, damn, you look so good. He was like, I know I'm not the only one who's thinking about them titties today. <laughs> <laughs> and I just died laughing. I was like, oh my God. And of course he meant that like in a joking way. He right. wasn't trying to be disrespectful. He's not at all disrespectful, but it's just like, like he could appreciate what I was wearing instead of slut shaming me for it. Like, right. you know, good. Like there's no reason to be slut shamed for wearing clothes. No, no. And I feel bad that this person doesn't have that kind of, um, support from her partner because that's just gross <laughs> this comment says being ordered to change clothes this skips red flag territory and goes straight to black flag end of relationship relationship <laughs> <laughs> copyright. Copyright. <laughs> get out get help moving out you're done here <laughs> i agree like you're done <laughs> you know i'm 31 years old now and like 
I'm very thankful that I'm in the relationship that I am in. But like, if I wasn't, I don't know. Like, I I just wouldn't take anybody's shit. <laughs> like, no. I I mean, as, as somebody in the dating world, um, I'm very much on that level of like, if you aren't gonna respect me and you're gonna display your red flags, I'm gonna move along. Like, like tonight, I had the one person reach out to me. We had another ghost show up again, y'all. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And um, I haven't heard from this guy since before I started talking to the guy I'm dating. And he reached out and was, like, asking me if I wanted to hang out tonight and all this stuff. I told him, like, I'm not interested. I'm seeing someone, blah, 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 blah. And, like... It would have been fine if he had just said, okay, I understand. Thanks for letting me know. And and stopped. Because he started out there. And I was like, okay, cool. He took that fine. And then it was like he started asking me for pictures. And asking me if if I just wanted to keep him my dirty little secret. And I was like, ooh, no. Like, absolutely <laughs> so not. So much disrespect. But he even said, he's like, I know you're not that kind of girl. Right. But also like, then stop. Right. Then don't ask. Yeah. And so, like, of course, I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Um, totally disrespectful. Um, and I just can't understand, like, even if I wasn't with, you know, dating somebody right now, I, that would be the end of it for me. Like, right. that person has now disrespected me to the point where there's nothing left to even consider there. So, Because you are a person and not somebody to be used no <laughs> and, and i'm not in a place now where i want to be wasting my time with people who can't respect me right so if a man called me slutty for wearing the clothes i'm wearing i would see myself out because there's going to be somebody else out there that would not do that and i'm not trying to waste my own time here and op you shouldn't waste your time with this boyfriend anymore clearly he's an asshole you can find better you know, as our Lord and Savior Taylor Swift says, yes. if a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing. Absolutely not. No, oh, that woman's got a song for everything. Uh, we watched the surprise songs tonight. For, oh, she clowned us so Yeah, night hard. three in Brazil. Mm. Uh, we really thought us. something was happening. We were like, we I were know. ready. <laughs> she even slipped up and said rep. There was a glitch. There was a glitch. <laughs> and we were like, <gasps> did she just and then nothing if y'all could see the group chat we were oh messages were flying popping, <laughs> off, popping off left and right yep she got us she knew what she was doing she knew yeah <laughs> i think she does it on purpose I, oh absolutely she does be because they were out there chanting reputation in that one show and she was like <gasps> she was like what did they what? say what what she knew. She knew. She knows. What she we sees want. and hears all. She's the mastermind. And you know what? She's gonna bait and switch us, just like Stacy said. Stacy. <gasps> Stacy's said right. She's mm. gonna bait and switch us. She's gonna give us debut next because she knows we want reputation. Oh, I saw a theory on TikTok. I can't remember who posted it, and I'm very sorry about that because I would love to credit you, but I don't remember. Um, who said that she can't take her reputation back without having her name? That's fair. And like every bait and switch was a work of art. It resonates with me. Yeah. I thought I knew what was coming, but now I'm just like out here painting my face every evening. 
I think it might be nice to get a little break from the clowning. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm content with what we have now. I would like a little break from having to spend money on stuff <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> There's so much vinyl. <laughs> I know, I know. And like I, and I didn't even order all the variants. I just got the one, but 1989 TV is the only one that I have all the variants for so far, but it is it is a lot to collect vinyl. It is a commitment. It is an expensive hobby. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just going to stick with like one of each album. I don't think I'm going to do all the variants. Right now, I only have 1989. But um, definitely will be getting reputation when it comes out. There's no doubt. I have to have money. If I have to go sell feet pics for this album, I will have it. Take care of us, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is a call for any sugar daddies that are looking for a sugar baby to feed my Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you want us to spend your money, we will oh, gladly I'm great do that. at that. I'm so I good at that. I love to spend money. It'll make me so happy. You can take mm. care of me and my bestie, and I'll give you all the feet pics you want. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but... Okay, well, that got weird, but... We got really weird here at the end, and I am... <laughs> it's one of those days. Yeah. We've had such a busy day. I mean, y'all have been here since noon. <laughs> it we... is currently 9 p.m. <laughs> Today is uh, was our Friendsgiving, and we had a yeah. little get-together, and then we also played Dungeons & Dragons. We did. It was so fun. Then we hung out for a little bit, and then we did the pod, and, like, it's been a long day. It has been a very long day, but that food was so fire. Oh, that turkey yes. that Derek made was chef's kiss my Just, husband is oh. such a good cook oh mm. i'm it spoiled was all, it was all so good all of it just there, there wasn't a single part of it that i didn't enjoy mm -hmm. everything everything was good everything you made was so good we like... had the works you guys brought the turkey and then the sister schubert rolls and then i made a rump roast it, it was medium rare so juicy so tender um, I made mashed potatoes. I made corn and green beans. Um, was that all I made? And then Celeste brought us these like Nothing bakery bun, bun cakes. cakes. Mm. Yes. And that was just like the perfect, perfect touch. And she brought us some sparkling grape juice. We did a nice little toast. Little Fox oh, wrote yeah. a sweet toast that made us all cry. We were all sitting around crying. Like it was oh, so God. cute. <laughs> it was lovely. Such a beautiful evening. And I cannot wait until we do it again. And D&D &D was so fun this time. It's my first time ever playing. And so also Celeste. And we had such a good time. Like I really felt like I was like in it this time. I'm so happy that like you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. And liking it. Yeah. Like, it's so fun. Like I feel like I'm like starting to really grasp the concept. So I'm finding that it's really fun with like a group of people you're like extremely comfortable with because you just sit here and like shoot the shit back and forth right. while you're doing it yeah. and you talk about everything and like you're really in it and it's so fun. I don't feel stressed out with you guys because I know that you're going to guide me. And Derek will try to be a hard ass about some stuff. Like he'll put on his like stoic face, like, oh, I don't know. But <laughs> if he, you push hard enough, he'll help you. <laughs> he wants to challenge you to think it out, you know? <laughs> he, he does. But it's honestly, it's so much fun. Like we really are just, just having a good time with it. And, and it's a good way to learn. And I just love that it like brings us together so often. I agree. Like we get to, we have a thing once a month that we all come to together for. We all get together and have that, hang out, have food, talk, yeah. lots of laughs, like bonding. Yeah. It's just so good. 
typically we would like order a pizza or something. We did something a little more special with our friends giving might do something a little more special next month for, you know, Yule and Christmas and whatnot. But, um, it's just a good time. And we had our PJs. We did PJs. This bitch showed up in matching PJs to mine. We, we did not literally did that. not plan this at all. <laughs> at all. I literally watched her walk out of her car past my window. And I said, Celeste, look at her. Look at what she's about to walk in. <laughs> and, and she walks in the door. I was like, what did you do? <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? And I stepped out. I was like, we match. <laughs> We're so cute. I love us. I love and then, then we went out in our matching PJs. <laughs> we, did. we did. We had to go on an adventure. Um, and this isn't even the first time this has happened in our lives either. This is a, a running thing that has yeah. happened since we were what, 11 or 12. <laughs> right. We literally showed up in high school. So we each had this pair of jeans. And we had these shirts that we got from like volleyball camp or something. And one day, and I still have the picture somewhere. If I find it, I'll post it on our Instagram. Uh, oh, we need to take a picture of us together. Yes. And we can do like a then and now. Um, but we both showed up to school that day wearing the exact same pair of jeans and t-shirt. Like to a T, same outfit. Like did not plan it. Didn't talk about it before. Didn't know what the other was wearing. Nothing. So it's just, (laughs) we're just, we're insane. One brain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. Well, before we get too um, off topic, far down the rabbit hole again, because that's been this whole episode, we should probably wrap it up for tonight. Um, So thank you all for joining us. We hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving with your family, friends, whoever you celebrated it with. Uh, remember to please follow us on all our social media. We are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, we're going to get our Patreon up and running soon. I know we keep saying that. We promise that's going to happen one yes, of these days. Like maybe after the holidays. Yeah. Things settle yeah. down a little bit. We'll- we have ideas. It's in formulation. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll get there one day. But thank you all f- so much for any support that you, you give us. Um, until then, we can... Uh, you can find us on any of the streaming platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, we are eternally grateful for all of you and love you so much. Absolutely, we are. And until next time, this has been Brew of a Kind. Bye. Bye.